You guessed it, it's time for the ads before the show. And I love to start it out with Organic Muscle. They are the best health and fitness company available on the market out there, period. Um, You can go to OrganicMuscle.com. We're available at Amazon.com. But the best price you're going to get on these products is definitely at OrganicMuscle.com. What is Organic Muscle? Organic Muscle is the first company dedicated to offering certified organic health and fitness products for those who seek to be healthier overall to increase their muscle gains overall vitality and fitness levels it's for anyone and everyone seeking to be the best they can be and they don't want to be worried about the harmful ingredients that are featured in a lot of these other supplements the loads of sugar the preservatives natural flavors artificial colors all the bad stuff the banned substances that you find in a lot of these companies Um, organic muscle has none of that we have eco-friendly organic farms that we source our ingredients from right here in the USA. We know that they're all tested. There's no harmful levels of heavy metals or other toxins in the products. We just we are dedicated to making the cleanest quality, best products available for your overall health and fitness. We have everything from superfood blends, which include the organic superfood greens. It has everything you need to get all your daily greens without having to juice wheatgrass, without having to Plug your nose when you try to eat the spirulina. Everything that you hate about all these great green foods that are really healthy for you, it's all wrapped up into one scoop that you mix up and it tastes great. Drink it real quick. Drink it slow. It's a great taste and drink. It doesn't even matter. I mix it with water or we found a little trick. I mix it with a little almond milk. I think it tastes great even in milk. Like it makes a little uh, shake out of it and it's delicious. I've mixed it with the vanilla protein powder before or the vanilla meal replacement protein powder that we offer and it's a great combination just makes everything taste great drink it down you get all your nutrition in one drink Uh, we also provide a superfood reds that gives you a midday energy boost and increases metabolism blood flow to help with muscle repair and just overall optimal function of your body the superfood golds has turmeric and other relaxing anti-inflammatory herbs and supplement uh, superfoods that just help you heal, relax, calm down, and unwind after a long day. It's really good for healing and overall wellness. We also provide organic protein powders in vanilla and chocolate flavor. That it's 24 grams of plant-based protein that provide a full amino profile comparable to whey but without all the baggage of the way. You're not drinking the dairy. You don't have to worry about the bovine growth hormone, the antibiotics that could be in the dairy, the bloating from the dairy product itself. Or if you just want to be more of a plant-based vegan type lifestyle and you just try to avoid dairy products in general, plant-based proteins are great for you. This is the best one you can get, best tasting. All If you want to take it a step farther, we now offer a meal replacement protein, which has additional superfoods, and greens right in with the protein so you can take that as a substitute for any meal throughout the day if especially if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to gain weight and muscle mass have your same three meals a day but drink an additional one of maybe two of these shakes a day to incorporate so it's like you have five meals it's an easy way to increase your protein increase your calorie intake if you're trying to gain weight or Swap it out for a meal if you're trying to lose weight. It's good for anyone and everyone. We also provide an ultra brain boost nootropic supplement. It has organic superfoods and herbs like medicinal mushrooms in it 
that help boost your cognitive performance and function. It helps your brain fire on all cylinders. It's just more focus and energy. You just you feel great. Um, I like to take it in the morning or you can take it before your workout. I mix it with just milk with water. Sometimes I mix that in with the vanilla protein or the chocolate protein or the meal replacement as well. It takes any of those and kicks them up a notch. I like to combine a lot of these things and get it done all at once. Uh, we also provide an organic replenisher that is like Gatorade but without all the extra sugar. It has the things that you need to replenish your electrolytes you lose from sweating during a hard workout or being outside in a hot day just to keep you healthier overall. Um, we need electrolytes. We need to maintain electrolyte balance to be the best we can be and maintain optimal health. Um, last but not least, we have the pre-workout, which provides you with organic energy that you need before a workout or any time of day where you're just dragging. You need to kick yourself up a little bit. That is additionally made with organic superfoods and herbs that help promote energy, focus, stamina, concentration. Um, they will give you a natural pump with the beats in it for blood flow to help maintain yourself during a workout and get it the best workout you can get for longer increased stamina all that good stuff check us all out at organicmuscle.com use discount code brando to save 15 percent at checkout on any and all of these products guarantee you'll love them we have a money back guarantee if you don't so you have nothing to lose check them out today do you want to detox your body and start a healthier lifestyle, but you don't want to go through one of those crazy diets or do a whole juicing cleanse for a month? The answer is here, and it's called Detox Organics. What is Detox Organics? Detox Organics is a three-phase plant supplement that alkalizes, detoxifies, and energizes all in one. It supports digestion and is a super immune booster that also works to support your overall health. It works to remove harmful toxins while boosting energy and reducing inflammation. It promotes fat loss, eliminates bloat, and eases digestion. What will Detox Organics do for my body? Here's a list of benefits that will help show you what it can do. Daily support for healthy elimination of toxins. Helps maintain natural pH balance within your body. Replenishes electrolytes with raw coconut water. Supports overall health and wellness. Supports detoxification, helps achieve recommended daily serving of fruits and vegetables, boosts energy, reduces inflammation, promotes weight loss, eliminates fatigue, reduces bloat, eases digestion. They know you'll love it. Don't waste any more money on inferior quality products that make empty promises. One scoop of Detox Organics and you will feel the difference. It's the first of its kind and a nutritional powerhouse you'll be proud to share with your friends and family to enjoy. You can use discount code BRANDO to save 15% off at DetoxOrganics.com. Shop their other great products. They also make a protein powder in an emergency detox supplement to help you detox immediately if you eat food that you might not necessarily agree with or you are exposed to any type of toxin you want to remove from your body. Check them out now. DetoxOrganics.com. Discount code BRANDO at checkout for 15% off. Do you like to wear jeans but you wish they were more comfortable? Barbell Apparel makes the most comfortable jeans ever designed. They were founded with a simple vision. Clothing should be better. Founded by a team of athletes and friends, they started by launching Athletic Fit Jeans on Kickstarter. That campaign 
grew past their wildest expectations, becoming the second most funded fashion project of all time and sparking a change across fashion industry to bring athletic fit mainstream. Since then, they've launched three more successful Kickstarter campaigns and that have been featured on ABC's Shark Tank and sold out of their athletic fit Havoc Polo over three times when they launched. These clothes are the most comfortable athletic fit clothes ever created. The jeans in specific are flexible, durable, long-lasting. You can do any and everything, anything and everything in them. You can do your workouts. You could squat. You could do yoga. And they just look good for wearing them out like you'd like to normally do with your jeans. But they feel comfortable. You can barely even tell they're there. They feel like you're wearing sweatpants or no pants at all. The best jeans, period. All their other products are great. I love their hoodies. They're a little lightweight. Perfect for when it just starts to, like this time of year right now, fall time, where it's a little bit colder, but that you could still get hot in the day. They're a lightweight hoodie. It's perfect. Shop it now. Barbellapparel.com. Use discount code ORGANICBRANDO to save 10% on anything and everything you see on their website. Do you want to drink more water and consume less sugar? but you have a hard time with the plain taste of water? The answer is here, and it's in the form of Everly. These are great, keto-friendly powdered drink mixes that make it so hydration doesn't have to be boring. Their natural keto-friendly drink mixes make water taste amazing, so you want to drink more of it. You can choose between three different product lines from Everly. The hydration line, which features electrolytes. The energy, which features caffeine and electrolytes or the belly health line which features probiotics and l-glutamine most sports drinks with electrolytes are loaded with added sugars and artificial sweeteners that are carb heavy making them hard to fit into a keto diet but everly makes everything with low carb naturally sweeted and tastes amazing it's sweetened with stevia so it's a zero calorie sweetener that is natural it actually has antioxidants in it it could have health benefits even so stevia is a much better alternative to sugar makes it keto friendly and you'll love these products guaranteed they have a wide variety of flavors you got grape peach mango pomegranate berry fruit punch fruit tea all kinds of amazing flavors some of my favorites are the grape and the fruit punch i've they just remind me of uh, drinking Kool-Aid as a kid almost. The grape is just like the grape Kool-Aid. Fruit punch reminds me just like the fruit punch I used to drink when I was a young kid. And if you go to Everly.com to try these out and you want to order them, you can save 10% at checkout with code Brando on any and all of these products. Try them out today. Drink more water. Learn to love it. Are you trying to start a sugar-free or low-carb diet, but you really miss baked goods like cupcakes, muffins, things along those lines, or even bread in general for your buns and your burgers and things? Well, the answer is here, and it's in the form of the Smart Baking Company. They create zero carbs. That's no carbs from sugar or starch in these products. They're keto-friendly, non-GMO, gluten-free, diabetic-friendly, low calories. They make cupcakes, muffins, burger buns, everything that you missed before you went keto or low-carb but they have them for you in this option. This is how healthy should taste. At the Smart Baking Company, they believe you shouldn't have to choose between healthy and delicious. It shouldn't matter if you're gluten-free, diabetic, or on a keto diet. 
eating for weight loss, or just trying to be more mindful. There should be a snack for you. So they invented it. With the Smart Cakes, Smart Buns, Smart Muffins, they now offer snack cakes, hamburger buns, and breakfast items that are gluten-free, wheat-free, low-carb, sugar-free, non-GMO, diabetic, and keto-friendly. With just 35 calories each, Smart Cakes pack 25 grams of fiber, 4 grams of protein. Smart Buns just have 63 calories with 11 grams of fiber, 9 grams of protein. Smart Muffins are also low-calorie high in protein and fiber. You can taste the difference for yourself. Go to the smartbakingcompany.com, smartbakingco.com, use discount code ORGANICATHLETEBRANDO, and you'll save 10% on your order. You have nothing to lose. Taste the difference today. Are you like me? Do you suffer from chronic neck pain or lack of range of motion or movement in your neck? Would you like to prevent neck injury, regain mobility, and reduce pain? Well, the answer is here, and the answer is Iron Neck. It's the perfect piece of workout equipment designed to help your neck, help strengthen it, help rehabilitate it, and help to prevent injuries or make pains from previous injuries less noticeable and to eventually alleviate them completely. This device was designed to use resistance in your body's own range of motion to help gain mobility, flexibility, and reduce pain in your neck and even your back. You put this head harness on and it attaches resistance bands to it so you gradually increase the resistance. You get to set where you want depending on how far back you stand from the resistance anchor and how much tension you actually apply to your neck. Whereas this is different than other head harnesses that you can use to work out your neck in a gym. It's not the straight up and down motion but more of side to side so it does a lot less pressure on the discs in your neck it's a lot better for your health if you think the iron neck might be right for you check them out at ironneck.com read more about them check out the benefits of injury prevention pain reduction overall mobility increase and flexibility increase and if it's something you want to experience, try one out for yourself and use discount code BRANDO10 at checkout to save an extra 10%. You have nothing to lose and only strength and mobility of your neck to gain. Another great company I love is Groove Life. Groove Life makes the best silicone watch bands and rings available on the market. The unique thing about Groove Life is their rings and watch bands come with grooves in the inside so that air can flow through. Uh, I don't know how many of you out there have Apple Watch bands, but the silicone uh, sport band that comes with it doesn't let your wrist breathe much. And if you're working out, sweating, just you wear the band a lot and you don't take it off all the time, you can get a rash, a heat rash in there. And that's not good. Also, it stinks. Like, pick up your watch band and smell it. If you've never smelled it, you don't have a Groove Life band. Pick that fucker up and sniff it. It's going to stink. The Groove Life with the airflow, it makes it so there's less sweat, no rash, and less stink. I mean, it's perfect. It's beautiful. They come in all kinds of different colors and different patterns and varieties. They're amazing. Great bands. The rings are just the same. The grooves for the airflow, super durable. There's a 94-year warranty on all products. They're not going to break on you. If they do, they'll replace it. They're super durable, awesome. Wear the ring while you're working out, while you're at work, working, doing whatever you're doing, or going about on a nice day out on the town. The rings look great. They're very fashionable, awesome, fit great, comfortable. 
You'll love it. Guaranteed. Use code Brando10 to save 10% on any and all Groove Life products. And keep an eye out for the new Groove Belt that's coming out. They're going to revolutionize the way you wear a belt. It's amazing. Ultimate belt for anyone and everyone. Keep an eye out for that. And don't forget to use code Brando10 at checkout when shopping with Groove Life. Welcome back, everybody, to the Organic Brando Show. I want to start things out by making a brief apology for my last episode. There was a little bit of noise interference in the background. I don't have my new studio set up yet where I'll be able to control the sounds of the environment around me and really make sure that uh, there's no outside interference. That is not the case yet. So uh, the last episode, there was a little bit of mowing going on in the background. I didn't realize that was going to happen that day, or of course, I wouldn't have recorded during that time. And I was already mid-podcast when it happened, so I just kind of went with it. And I listened back at it, and it's not too terrible. There's just a little bit of interference during part of it. So my apologies. Hopefully that doesn't happen again anytime soon. I'm going to try to do a little bit of a better job about... Uh, being aware of what's going on around me right now when I don't have uh, the noise canceling options of what I would in a studio. So enough for the apology. We're going to get right into uh, the health and fitness news for this episode. I'm going to start things out with an article from Live Science about our sleep. Why do we sleep? The answer may change right before we turn three. Humans spend about a third of our lives sleeping and scientists have long debated why slumber takes up such a huge slice of our time. Now, a new study hints that our main reason for sleeping starts off as one thing and then it changes at a surprisingly specific age. Two leading theories as to why we sleep focus on the brain. One theory says that the brain uses sleep to reorganize the connections between its cells, building electrical networks that support our memory and our ability to learn. The other theory says that the brain needs time to clean up metabolic waste that it accumulates throughout the day. Neuroscientists have quibbled over these functions and the main reason for sleep, but the new study reveals that the answer may be different for babies than it is for adults. In the study published on September 18th in the journal Science Advances, researchers used a mathematical model to show that infants spend most of their sleeping hours in deep sleep, also known as random eye movement, REM sleep. Well, their baby, well, their brains rapidly build new connections between cells and grow even larger. And then just before toddlers reach the age of two and a half, their amount of REM sleep dims dramatically as the brain switches into maintenance mode, mostly using its sleep time for cleaning and repair. So right at that age of just about two and a half, the brain seems to switch over the processes of what it spends most of its sleep time doing. It was definitely shocking to us that the transition was so sharp from growth mode to maintenance mode. Senior author Van Savage, a professor of ecology and evolutionary biology at the University of California, Los Angeles, told Live Science in an email. Researchers also collected data in other mammals, namely rabbits, rats, guinea pigs, and found that their sleep might undergo similar transformation. However, it's too soon to tell whether these patterns are consistent across many species. They kind of have an idea that a few of them it might be consistent across, but not. they don't know how many in general. They're going to have to continue that study on, I'm sure, to get better data. 
That said, I think in actuality, it may not really be so sharp of a transition, said Leela Terak, a neuroscientist and group leader at the University Hospital of Children and Adolescent Psychiatry and Psychotherapy at the University of Bern, who was not involved in the study. The pace of brain development varies widely between the ages of two and three, she said. If that studied, if the studied individuals through time as they age, they might find that the transition is less sudden and more smooth, or the age of transition may vary between individuals, she said. An emerging hypothesis. In the previous study published in 2007 in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, Savage and theoretical physicist Jeffrey West found that an animal's brain size and brain metabolic rate accurately predict the amount of time the animal sleeps, more so than the animal's overall size. In general, big animals with big brains and low brain metabolic rates sleep less than smaller animals with the opposite features. This rule holds up across different species and between members of the same species. For instance, mice sleep more than elephants and newborn babies sleep more than uh, adult humans. However, knowing that sleep time decreases as brains get bigger, the authors wondered how quickly that change occurs in different animals and whether that relates to the function of sleep over time. To begin answering these questions, the researchers pooled existing data on how much humans sleep, compiling several hundred data points from newborn babies and children up to the age 15. They also gathered data on brain size and metabolic rate the density of the connections between brain cells, body size, and metabolic rate, and the ratio of time spent in REM sleep versus non-REM sleep at different ages. The researchers drew these data points from more than 60 studies overall. Babies slept about twice as much as adults, and they spend a larger portion of their sleep time in REM. But there's, a bit, there's been a long-standing question as to what the function serves. The study authors built a mathematical model to track these shifting data points through time and see what patterns emerged between them. They found that the metabolic rate of the brain was high during infancy when the organ was building many new connections between cells, and, and this in turn correlated with more time spent in REM sleep. They concluded that the long hours of REM in infancy support rapid remodeling in the brain. As new networks from the form and babies pick up new skills, then between age two and three, the connections are not changing nearly as quickly, and the amount of time spent in REM diminishes, Savage said. At this time, the metabolic rate of the cells in the cerebral cortex, the wrinkled surface of the brain, also changes. In infancy, the metabolic rate is proportional to the number of existing connections between brain cells plus the energy needed to fashion new connections in the network. As the rate of construction slows, the relative metabolic rate slows down as well. In the first few years of life, you see that the brain is making tons of new connections. It's blossoming. And that's why we see all those skills coming on, Tarok said. Developmental psychologists refer to this as a critical period of neuroplasticity, the ability of the brain to forge new connections between its cells. It's not that plasticity goes away after that critical period, but the construction of new connections slows significantly. As the new mathematical model suggests, Tarak said, at the same time, 
the ratio of non-REM to REM sleep increases, supporting the idea that non-REM is more important to build maintenance than neuroplasticity. Looking forward, the authors plan to apply their mathematical model of sleep on other animals to see whether a similar switch from re reorganization to repair occurs early in development. Humans are known to be unusual in the amount of brain development that occurs after birth. Therefore, it is conceivable that the phase transition described here for humans may occur earlier in other species, possibly even before birth. In terms of human sleep, Tarak noted the different patterns of electrical activity, known as oscillations, occur in REM versus non-REM sleep. Future studies could reveal whether and how particular oscillations shape the brain as we age. Given that the amount of time spent in REM changes, she said, theoretically, dis distributions in these patterns, disruptions in these patterns could contribute to the development and disorders that emerge in infancy and early childhood, she added. But again, that's just a hypothesis. So, bottom line, uh, why we sleep, overall, it's important no matter what. There's two theories that this article talks about in the process of what's going on when you're sleeping. So first, there's a repairing the connections and helping with your memory and just the repair process of the brain. And then there's the maintenance phase that they also believe that the brain goes through where it's cleaning out metabolic waste and just different junk that it builds up and develops throughout the day. Uh, and now they're saying that those two things are true, but it changes. So when you're first born, it's more about making the connections and building those connections and later in life, it's more about cleaning and maintenance of your brain. So it just goes to show we're still learning all kinds of things about our brain and the process of, the processes of it and what goes on when we sleep. We're still not 100% sure on any of these things. Before, there was just two leading theories. Now we think it's both of them in a combined way. It just shifts over time. So who knows? Maybe we'll have more leading developments from the data that they're collecting and the continued studies they're doing. They see that that is, seems to be a cross-species uh, thing that they've noticed with the brain development and sleep. So maybe it's something that we need to study more and learn a little bit more on and we can really understand the brain and the processes of the brain a little bit more. The next article is from Whole Foods Magazine, Nine Top Plant-Based Sources of Omegas. Omegas are a great fatty acid. They're essential for optimal health, and a lot of times they're found in fish and other dairy and meat products, things that people don't typically get if they're doing a vegan or vegetarian-based diet. So it's important to get these plant-based sources of your omegas. It's very good for your brain and inflammation and all kinds of things. It's a plant-based world. At least that's what consumers are showing us. New data from the spins commissioned by Good Food Institute and Plant-Based Foods Association found that the total plant-based retail sales reached $5 billion and grew 11% in 2019. An important health-promoting part of those sales belongs to plant-based sources of omegas. As Johnny Bodwin, Ph.D., a.k.a. the Nutrition Mythbuster, has explained in his Whole Foods magazine column, omega-3s from plant-based sources are anti-inflammatory molecules that have dozens of benefits documented in peer-reviewed results. Dr. Baldwin notes that plant-based omega-3s have been converted in the body to the omega-3s that are naturally found in sources like wild salmon. He also advises on those uh, a 
advises those on a plant-based diet to double or triple up on plant-based sources to make sure enough of it gets converted. Here are some of the ingredients to consider. Aflower. Aflower offers a rich single plant source of omega-3 ALA and SDA and omega-6 GLA and LA and omega-9 OA as an ingredient aflower oil is versatile it can be incorporated into foods including dairy and dairy analog beverages vegetable and fruit juices oils and dressings sauces baked goods snack foods soups and soft candy algae the use of marine plants is growing in popularity algae oil may not sound very appetizing but in fact it is a healthy oil with an excellent fatty acid profile Algae oil is high in DHA, one of the two omega-3 fatty acids we need for long-term physical and mental health. Studies have shown that supplementation with DHA from algae oil can lower triglycerides and boost both HDL good cholesterol and LDL bad cholesterol levels in people with, without heart disease. Dr. Wheel noted that algae oil is found in fortified foods and he personally uses it at home for sautéing and when he doesn't want the flavor of olive oil. Brussels sprouts. A cup of Brussels sprouts comes in at just 28 calories and delivers the wealth of nutrition including vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin K, potassium, and folate. Like other cruciferous vegetables, Brussels sprouts are also plant-based source of omega-3 fatty acids. With 135 milligrams of ALA in each half cup serving of cooked Brussels sprouts. Chia. The chia seed market was valued at $66.5 million in 2018, and the market is projected to register at 5.8% to reach a value of $88.1 million in 2024. For those who don't want to get their omegas in a pill form, chia is a great option. Bowden suggests sprinkling black chia seeds on cooked veggies or tossed salad or adding to any smoothie. And while we're at it, have a look at the chia seed oil. It's a plant-based omega-3 oil that actually has a higher smoke point than flaxseed oil, so you could cook at lower temperatures with it in addition to using it on a salad or drizzle it as an oil over a salad. Flax. We all love flax seeds, right? We all hear about them a lot. In an EcoWatch article titled, Dr. Heyman, Five Superfoods, Part of a Healthy Diet, Mark Heyman, M.D., pointed to these tiny treasures as a great source of omega-3 fats. As well as dietary fiber, essential vitamins, and minerals, flax seeds are, have powerful anti-cancer, hormone-balancing phytonutrients. Freshly ground flax seeds sprinkled into a smoothie is an excellent way to ease constipation. You get those omega, omega fatty acids in your diet. Flax seeds can be used in baked goods, on salads, just anywhere where you would throw some seeds, you can add them a little bit into your diet, into your uh, lunch or breakfast or a snack, smoothies you make, anything like that. Hemp. Hemp seeds provide a concentrated dose of omega-3 fatty acids. One ounce delivers 6,000 milligrams of ALA omega fatty 3s. 375 to 545% of the daily recommended intake. As researchers explain in Nutrition and Metabolism, hemp seed oil contains all of the essential amino acids and also contains surprisingly high levels of amino acid arginine, a metabolic precursor for the production of nitric oxide. 
a, mole a molecule known recognized as a pivotal signaling messenger in the cardiovascular system that participates in the control of hemostasis and all kinds of other things. The regulation of vascular tone, proliferation of vascular smooth muscle cells, homeostasis of blood pressure. It just seems like it's for all kinds of mechanisms in the body. These That amino acid is very important for. Uh, what do we got? Out? What else we have? Sacha Inchi. The seed contains omegas 3, 6, and 9. Alpha, vitamin E. Keratins, protein, and fiber as Whole Foods has previously reported. Sacha Inchi also benefits cholesterol levels containing tritophan, which is also shown to raise serotonin in the brain, act as an inflammatory mediator, and to help regulate appetite. As an ingredient, Sacha Inchi has a neutral color and a slightly sweet taste, and it can be included in ready-to-drink shakes and beverages, cereal bars, and baking applications. It's also in the organic muscle plant-based protein. It's one of our plant sources of protein. We use a blend of that and uh, hemp seed and brown rice and various other ingredients to make a good complete amino profile protein that's easily digestible and this actually has uh, some omegas in it so that's a good thing then you can find that in our protein powder as well. Walnuts. From improving cognitive health and gut health to warding off heart disease and depression, these nuts are a snack taste, snacktastic superfood delivering ALA, LA, and protein, fiber, magnesium, more vitamins and minerals. In addition to crunching on these nuts, consumers may want to consider walnut culinary oils. So there's different oils made from walnuts too that you can use in your recipes for, well, you're cooking, sauteing things, I'm sure, in uh, salad dressings and things along those lines. Next up is an article from the Denver Business Journal and it's about Horizon Organic aims to be the first milk producer to remove more carbon dioxide than it produces. That's been a long stated fact that uh, these factory farms and dairy farms are a big contributor to the carbon dioxide in the air and like methane gases and things from the cows specifically. Um, that it's been a bad footprint on the earth, bad carbon footprint. It's leaving a negative impact on the earth. So Horizon wants to aim to be the first company to have an, um, remove more carbon than what it produces versus the other way around, which is the conventional way of doing things. The nation's biggest organic milk brand isn't content with happy cows. It's trying to clean up the climate too. And then that's been their uh, little catchphrase for years is that uh, they have happy cows and happy cows come from California, right? And the organic, yep, so exactly. Broomfield-based Horizon Organic has for the past six months been pushing to understand the carbon dioxide emissions across its supply chain. From raising and milking cows to distributing cartons of milk, and they found ways to reduce them. It set an ambitious goal not just to reduce organic Horizon Organics carbon footprint, but to become a carbon positive within five years and make the nation, national dairy brand's multi-billion dollar operation remove more carbon dioxide from the atmosphere than it emits. Horizon was a pioneer in the organic dairy practice 30 years ago. And we've been looking to be a pioneer in the future of sustainable dairy. This comes from a spokesperson from their company. Uh, being carbon positive 
would be a considerable feat for the dairy operation of any size, but especially for one with more than 600 dairy farm suppliers, 13 milk plants, and a nationwide distribution network. Milk production ranks among the largest commercial sources of carbon dioxide emissions, and it's mostly due to the methane cows produce as they digest food. Methane is a powerful greenhouse gas. A hallmark study of global climate impact of dairy by the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization concluded dairy production contributed to 2.7% of human-caused greenhouse gas emissions worldwide. The production cycle of each carton of milk in the United States from grain raised as feed to the trucking of milk to the stores and everything in between resulted in nearly three pounds of carbon dioxide equivalent emissions being released into the atmosphere, the UN study found. Horizon Organic launched its initiative to become carbon positive by 2025 in the spring and has assessed the carbon footprint of its milk production. It's not yet releasing the numbers, so I would think that the numbers weren't that good. That might also be the reason why they're really pushing to be better about their carbon dioxide production and actually have less of it. So, I mean, that's a good thing overall, but what are they doing right now? Maybe their high numbers of emissions is the reason why they're trying to seek this out. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that good for you guys. Glad you're doing it. You're taking a step in the right direction. Do I know the whole story? Not necessarily. And I just have this tendency to not trust big companies. I have a feeling they were doing something wrong. They had a lot of emissions going out and they felt guilty about it. Or maybe there was lawsuits or who knows what. So now they're going about this way. But regardless, the end result will hopefully be in less emissions. So it'll be better for the environment, better for us, maybe even better for the cows. Who knows? These next few articles are going to be from the Thrive Market blog. And this first one is titled, How Herbalism Can Help Support Your Immune System. As we continue to weather the coronavirus pandemic, boosting health and immunity is at the top of our minds for many. We've been putting steps like frequent hand washing into practice, but now it's also a great time to explore new ways to support your immune system, such as herbalism. Herbal medicine uses herbs to promote health and to prevent and treat illness. While you may not immediately view local herbs as medicinal, herbalism has persistent as humanity's primary form of medicine, with a written history spanning more than 5,000 years. Today we're chatting with Christine Buckley, a community-based herbalist, professional cook, and visual artist who studied herbalism at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism and the Center for Herbal Studies. She's sharing easy ways to integrate herbalism into your daily life that drew her into the field and what inspired her to write her new book, Plant Magic. The new book, Plant Magic, we're going to get into it a little bit. She'll talk a little bit about it here in this article, but it is available at the website for the podcast. So if you go to organicbrando.com, you click on podcast up in the navigation bar or if you're on your mobile device you click the menu button there and the drop down you'll see podcast click that takes you to the official podcast page scroll down to featured products and her book right now is the only featured product on there and when i talk about products like this or books or whatever it is that we're going to we go over in articles i will feature these products on the podcast website so if you're interested in them, maybe you're interested in this book, you want to check it out, you can go there and learn more info on it. 
Hi, Christine. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, I'm a community herbalist, professional cook, and visual artist currently based in Virginia. And I want to get people pumped on common weeds, the plants growing in our gardens, and the herbs and spices stocked in our kitchens. In a nutshell, what is herbalism? Herbalism is a system of care shaped by our needs and fulfilled by the land. It is responsive and adaptive, enabling each of us to learn to, t to care for ourselves and our communities in partnership with the resilient weeds we find growing in our neighborhoods and farms and the common spices and herbs we find in our kitchens. What initially drew you to herbalism? I'm drawn to a lot of different things. It's my perennial habit. Herbalism was a way for me to in integrate lots of those things and I care that I care about and that interest me. Cooking, nurturing, studying, history, social justice work, being outside, making art, growing food, and medicine. Herbalism lets me do all of that at once. How have the past few months affected your relationship with herbalism? I really think that anyone can and that everyone should be doing it, just a little bit. Just as COVID-19 hit, I had the opportunity to work on an organic farm, and it's been a wild ride, but this experience of growing food and figuring out how to get that food to people during an incredibly stressful and unprecedented times is so rewarding. Farmers work so hard. I've learned heaps about growing vegetables, getting vegetables to people during a pandemic, soil, compost, and what my body is capable of and struggles to do. I've seen more bugs than I've ever seen in my life. I came to herbalism by way of food and being with our food from seed to the fruit. This has really strengthened my community and to my commitment to helping people to understand how they can do herbalism at home and benefit themselves. Herbalism is directly related to the things we've done as humans for tens of thousands of years to stay alive. Gather food, grow food, take food as medicine. It's not a mystery. It's part of who we are. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can just get a little bit better at doing what we've been doing for this whole time. What is the first step you would propose to someone interested in exploring the world of medicinal plants? I encourage people to get outside and into their kitchens. The first step is paying a little bit more attention to your behavior and what's going on around you. Most people will be surprised to find out they're actually already doing herbalism. All it takes is encouraging and building on the skills and knowledge hiding in our day-to-day -day lives. Three common medicinal herbs we are likely to find this time of year are basil, thyme, and lemonade. Basil is great for diffusing brain fog, something I'm definitely feeling this time of year in normal times, let alone pandemic times, and helping us gain clarity of mind is something that's always important. Thyme is awesome as a face steam and lung support. If I have to make a trip to the grocery store or my skin feels like it needs a deep clean, I set up a pot of hot water and add thyme. Insta Spa and Lung Medicine. Okay, I know lemonade isn't a herb, but its cooling actions are so necessary in a steamy August down in the southeast. Sweet sour tastes help chill us out in temperature and in mood. I always have a big picture of cold lemonade in the fridge. After, after I juice lemons for a salad dressing or for a pasta, I toss with what's left over in a big pitcher cover with water and put it in the fridge. It's tart and refreshing. You can always add a little simple syrup to balance the taste to make it better for your own likeness. Everyone's different. They have their own tastes that they prefer. Maybe you want it a little sweeter. Maybe you don't need so much sugar. Are there any immune boosting plants that you have been drawn to recently? 
I eat a lot of garlic. There are some plants that may be sexier than garlic, but don't sleep on everyday plants that have kept humans well for so long. There's a reason garlic is everywhere. We need it a lot of, and a lot of it. I don't think common plants are here because of coincidence. They are here because humans before us worked really hard to keep them around. We are meant to eat common foods like garlic often because they have a great preventative medicine. Garlic is a strong anti-inflammatory and keeping inflammation down in the body means that it has a better chance at defending and protecting itself against pathogens. Plus garlic is antimicrobial actions help us fight infection. On top of that, garlic is really good for our hearts and our lungs. Also, it's a delicious when it's cooked, when it's raw, or fermented in honey. I mean, it's a great thing to add to almost any dish. I love garlic. Always had. I added a lot in my cooking. I always add extra when a recipe calls for a clove of garlic. I'm going to put two in, maybe two and a half. I'm adding some extra, and I'm going to try to eat it a few times a day, especially uh, during this time of year, you know, when we're it's that fall time weather's getting colder a lot of times you'll see people getting sick during that weather transition with a cold or a flu-like symptoms so and especially with covid going on right now it's good to keep our immune systems in tip-top shape so eat a bunch of garlic what is the biggest misconception people have about herbalism i think it's hard for most of us to think outside of the dominant healthcare paradigm in which the united states goes something like this take this pill for that thing and call me in the morning herbs herbalism and herbalists don't treat diseases they treat people so the plants that work best in our bodies will depend on the person uh, ingesting them or applying them their genetics their their life lived experiences their preferences and so on it's not just as simple as swapping herbs for medications off the shelf everybody's going to react differently to different medicinal herbs and there's usually a few different types of medicinal herbs that might help a particular problem and uh, one of them might work great for someone and someone else with that same problem they might need a different medicinal herb maybe the one that their friend used didn't won't help them you know people are different it's because of genetics and things like that what is your favorite aspect of the field of herbalism? Herbalism dispels the myth that there's a normal or right way of being in the world. When applied thoughtfully, it makes room for all of the variation that comes with being a human. This is exciting to me. It's much more fun to think about how we can all help each other with our own selves and heal ourselves and use nature to do so. How has herbalism influenced your work as a chef? Furthermore, how has it changed your approach to cooking? As an herbalist, I'm big into sneaking plants into meals, snacks, desserts, and drinks. For many of my clients call me up and confront me on this, and I tell them, I, I have to be honest with you, I know you want me to, but I'm not going to make a tincture. I get it. Routines are really hard to shift, and sometimes we can't make space for something more, even when we really want it. I enjoy using cooking as a way to get more herbs into my own life as well as into my clients lives i practice herbalism at home by integrating healing plants into my own meals every time we eat is a time to take in something nutritious delicious and healing even if it's a cocktail or ice cream this spring i turned violets into beautiful purple syrup to add to soda water and also made my own version of creme de la violet for for use in a cocktail i love making herby short herby shorberts and ice creams 
It started off a few summers ago when my friend and I made a winterberry ice cream. Since then, I've made lemon balm ice cream, basil sorbet, peppermint popsicles. The possibilities are endless. And then furthermore, tell us about your book, what inspired you to write it. I just want everyone to do herbalism and care about plants and each other. Herbal books have made a big difference in my personal and professional life. I wanted to be a part of that tradition. I'm so happy that Roost Books came along to wrangle my wild ideas into a beautiful, approachable book. What are you hoping your readers will take away from this book? I hope people open Plant Magic and see the possibility for themselves in herbalism. I really believe that anyone and everyone can be an herbalist. If each of us knows just one plant confidently and relates it to the plant respectfully, then that means each of us is equipped to share care with ourselves and the people in our community who need that plant. We don't all have to be experts. We just have to be willing to learn and change and grow and share resources. I hope plant magic gently can uh, I hope plant magic can gently encourage each other to embark on an herbal journey. Next up is another article from the Thrive Market blog, How Melatonin Can Save You from Another Sleepless Night. Sick of staring up at the ceiling every night, countless, counting endless sheep and still not getting any shut-eye? You're not alone. Whether due to trouble falling asleep or full-blown insomnia, more than a third of all American adults are not getting enough sleep on a regular basis. The reason so many of us are chronically unable to achieve that blissful night of rest, it all might come down to one hormone, melatonin. The science of sleep. To understand how melatonin works, you first need to know a little something about how your circadian rhythm, your biological clock, sets these patterns of behavior and tell the body when to wake up and when to fall asleep. In low light or darkness, the body knows to adjust temperature and release hormones that make you sleepy. The main hormone responsible for regulating your circadian rhythm is melatonin. Here's one reason so many of us are having trouble sleeping. Darkness causes our brains to produce melatonin. The light causes production to stop. Artificial blue light from overhead lights, the lamp in your bedroom, a TV screen, or even the phone can disrupt the production of melatonin and therefore your circadian rhythm. This is why a lot of people recommend uh, staying away from phones or TVs or just screens in general before bed for at least an hour, I believe. And I'm guilty. It's a big problem of mine. I can't put that phone down, and when I'm laying in bed, I'm scrolling with it, and I set it next to me, and when I get up in the morning, it's one of the first things I do. And a lot of times, I do have a harder time falling asleep. I know it has a lot to do with the phone and the light from the screen as well. Other changes to your daily routine, like traveling to a new time zone or switching the to the night shift at work, can also mess with your circadian rhythm and make sleep seem impossible. An abnormal circadian rhythm can have much more serious consequences such as obesity, diabetes, depression, hormonal imbalances. Melatonin is also tricky to replenish through your diet. Though cherries, olive oil, and a few grains and vegetables contain melatonin, amounts of this essential hormone in foods are highly irregular. Thankfully, melatonin supplements are a natural way to help yourself get the much-needed rest and help reboost your body's natural melatonin production. 
plus melatonin supplementation also offers cardiovascular benefits, provides non-habit-forming sleep support, so you won't become dependent on it for a good night's sleep. It's not going to be like one of those other sleeping pills like Ambien. or Those have all kinds of terrible side effects as well, but you're not going to become dependent on this melatonin. It's non-habit-forming. So three ways to get a better night's sleep with melatonin from Source Naturals. This is what they're recommending as you use the melatonin from Source Naturals. I'm a big fan of Garden of Life supplements. I'm not 100% sure if they have a melatonin, but I would look with them first. But this Source Naturals might be a great product as well. Source Naturals was the first company to sell melatonin supplements, and the brand has been helping people catch Z's ever since. With several varieties to choose from, you'll be able to find the right supplement that works for you. Regular tablets. These tablets take the form of straightforward supplement, making them an effortless addition to your routine. Uh, and then they have these different pills, which are great for kids or anyone who's difficulty swallowing pills. These orange flavored lozenges will help you doze in no time. So there's a little lozenge that's flavored. Those are available. Melatonin spray. This form of melatonin offers the ultimate control over your supplement size. Add or subtract pumps to modify your dosages. You just spray a little bit under your tongue, do a little, do a lot, whatever you need to help you sleep. Everybody's different. We're all going to need different amounts. Just don't go over whatever amount they recommend you not surpass. Uh, next up, still from the Thrive Market blog, what is glyphosate? I'm sure by now a lot of you have heard about glyphosate, most of us. There's even been all kinds of settlements you see on TV about people who are affected with glyphosate. So it is a pretty popular topic anymore, and we're going to get into this article. What is glyphosate? Glyphosate is a popular topic in the wellness space right now. If you're unsure what foods glyphosate is found in or how you can avoid it, read on. We recently sat down with Henry Rollins, director of Detox Project, to discuss the ins and outs of glyphosate. The Detox Project aims to enable the public to find out what levels of glyphosate and other pesticides are in their bodies and on their food. It provides testing services for individuals, glyphosate residue, free certification for brands, and herbicide-free recommendations for gardeners and farmers. With the help of the Detox Project, Thrive Market launched Certified Glyphosate Residue-Free as the latest value on their site. So you can go to thrivemarket.com. They have different values that they have listed on their site. And now Certified Glyphosate Residue-Free is one of those values. You can find products that are Certified Glyphosate Residue-Free on there now. You can now use it as a filter to shop the brands such as Megafood, Prima, Ari Botanicals, Wetterspoon, all these different products that have gone through the certification process with the Detox Project. Understanding what glyphosate is. Glyphosate is one of the most used weed killers in the world and is an active ingredient in the popular herbicides such as Roundup. In 2012, the global glyphosate herbicides market was valued at $5.46 billion and expected to reach $12.54 billion by 2024. That kind of seems crazy to me that uh, the value is actually going up when I think before, you know, only hippies and people who were like really big into like organic type foods and like really aware of that 
even knew about what glyphosate is. But now you see it on TV commercials for these cash settlements for people who got cancer from it and all that. Like, I feel like a lot more people know about it and they don't want it. Like, why the fuck would you want that on your food? You're not going to want it out there. Like, I don't understand how the sales are actually going up. More people are aware of these things and it, that just baffles me. It's like, my gosh, this machine of industrial farming uh, this mechanism just keeps pushing forward no matter what it baffles me i i can't understand it what is glyphosate used for glyphosate is commonly sprayed on genetically modified crops 94 percent of soybeans and more than 80 percent of corn and cotton grown in the united states are glyphosate tolerant which means they're designed to be sprayed with it some non-gmo crops such as oats wheat lentils and beans are often also sprayed with glyphosate as a pre-harvest drying agent I was not aware of the pre-harvest drying agent part of glyphosate, I guess. I've done research on this and heard a lot about it over the years, but it's usually just for the pesticide purposes. This is uh, Now I'm reading that it can be used as a pre-harvest drying agent for even other products that aren't non-GMO, or that are non-GMO. These products that aren't designed to be sprayed with it, they're still spraying them on there for pre-harvest drying purposes. So... Oat, wheat, lentils, and beans. You got to watch out for that too. Now, even if it's just non-GMO, it's not good enough for those products. You got to make sure it's organic. Otherwise, who knows? It was probably sprayed with the poison. Why should we educate ourselves on glyphosate and the dangers of pesticides? Glyphosate was classified as a probable carcinogen to humans by the International Agencies of Research on Cancer in 2015. Glyphosate is also a patented chelating agent which means it binds to vital nutrients and is patented antibiotic i did not know it was a patented antibiotic see i'm learning a little bit about glyphosate myself on here and i would have thought i knew a lot about it but apparently you can use it for drying other crops that are non-gmo even and it's a patented antibiotic who fucking knew walk us through some of the latest research to give our readers a sense of how widespread the issue is Two research projects from the U.S. and Japan have given a greater understanding on the levels of glyphosate that the public is exposed to. A unique public testing project carried out by the Laboratory and University of California, San Francisco. Glyphosate was detected in 93% of urine samples during a phase of testing in 2015. So that was 93% of urine samples they took. The glyphosate was found in these people. 93% of these people's urine. That's insane. This year, a testing project involving 23 member, members of the Japanese parliament shocked the country after it revealed that many of the politicians had long-term exposure to glyphosate. I like that because a lot of times you can have a statement saying that, oh, the vast majority of people are exposed, but the people making our laws and stuff probably still don't give a shit. They don't really care about us too much most of the time. So the Japanese parliament... They tested the people in the parliament, the people making the laws, and they were shocked to find out that most of them had long-term glyphosate ex exposure. I'd like to see them do that. Let's test the people in the House and the Senate here in the United States and see if they have long-term glyphosate exposure, and we'll see if they're concerned then about it. What is glyphosate residue-free certification? Glyphosate residue-free certification verifies that the food or supplement product does not contain the world's most used herbicide. To be certified glyphosate residue free, a product must have no glyphosate residues down to government recognized limits of detection for foods, commodity, and supplement 
samples, usually 0.01 parts per million and lower levels than default government maximum residue limits in the European Union and Japan, which are the strictest MRLs in the world. Describe the certification process. Brands that decide to certify their products as glyphosate residue-free have to test their products at least three times a year with third-party laboratories that use gold standard for testing methods. The Detox Project also performs spot checks on the products with ingredients that have high-risk glyphosate contamination. The certification process involves a strong auditing protocol that is designed to make sure that the certification meets the demands of the customers for glyphosate-free food and supplements. How many brands and retailers have you worked with so far? 50 brands have had more than 1,000 products certified. The glyphosate residue-free certification boom has begun and the number of certified brands has risen very fast over the last six months. Thrive Market actually the first retailer to it is actually the first retailer to include glyphosate residue free certification value on its site, and we're excited to have more retailers follow suit. Thrive Market's usually ahead of the game on a lot of stuff like that. It's a great service that you can use to order health food supplements all kinds of stuff it's like an amazon but for health foods and supplements and you know you get this membership just like prime you get free shipping on all your orders and things and uh, when you go to organicbrando.com click the shop button scroll down to the latest promotions section and there's a deal there for 35% off your first order through Thrive Market when you sign up. And just go check that out. See the kind of stuff they offer. I mean, they really care about your health and your fitness and well-being. They're the first company to have the glyphosate residue-free value as a their certification as a value on their website. So, I mean, it's a big deal. They're pushing that forward. They're trying to make it more prominent. Let's talk about the Detox Project. When was it established and what was inspired you to launch it? The Detox Project was launched in 2015 with the aim of creating transparency in the food industry on the subject of toxic chemicals and also with the aim of enabling the public to find out what levels of glyphosate and other pesticides are in their bodies and in their food. I personally came from a farming background and was a journalist covering subjects surrounding agriculture, the environment, and law. I would... It was during the, my time researching articles that I realized there was a more massive lack of transparency regarding daily toxic chemical exposure from our environment and in our diet. What services do you provide for individuals, families, and businesses? The Detox Project is a testing, certification, and solutions platform. We provide individuals and families with the ability to test themselves for long-term exposure to glyphosate and other pesticides using innovative hair testing. Finding out our long-term exposure is vitally important when trying to discover which chemicals are possibly causing us harm. For brands alongside glyphosate residue certifree, uh Glyphosate residue free certification. We also provide consulting services with the aim of reducing the levels of pesticides in their supply chains. The amount of consulting we do on this subject for both small and large brands in the U.S. has exploded in the last year, which must mean that the last many brands are taking this subject very seriously. It means that at least many brands are taking the subject very seriously. An important part of our work is also to support solutions, alternatives to chemical herbicides 
for gardeners and for farmers alike. The alternatives such as electric and foam weeding technologies require long-term investment, and we aim to create the connections needed for this to happen. Uh, I'm don't, I want to know more about the electric weeding technologies. I'm kind of, maybe robotics. I'm I guess I'm not a hundred percent sure. There's maybe a new topic for an episode there. Where are you hoping to take the business in 2020? Glyphosate residue-free certification will remain our main focus, and we aim to educate more and more people about the harm being caused by this herbicide and the importance of choosing glyphosate-free products. We will continue to develop and promote innovative ways for the public to easily and affordably discover the levels of toxic chemicals in their food and in their bodies. Why is it important for companies to learn about glyphosate and thereby educate their consumers on the potential dangers? Glyphosate is becoming a regular talking point at dinner tables around the world. It is therefore vital that brands stay on top of the issue. Glyphosate is the base of the current unsustainable agricultural system. Brands can become the messengers of change if they want to make sure that they have a deep understanding of the issues surrounding this toxic chemical. So brands need to step it up. We need to realize that this is a toxic chemical that doesn't belong in our bodies and in our food and our air. Uh, this is crazy how it's everywhere and almost everybody has it in them and we know it's a probable carcinogen I, it really does cause cancer we don't need to say probable it does but that's like what they're trying to bill it as don't sue me but it causes cancer terrible people everyone who made it should be tried with murder for all these people that died from cancer but anyway now it's in the it's in the abilities of these companies to step up not use ingredients that contain glyphosate, team up with this project, the detox project, and find out what's in their products, what's in their supply chain, make sure they get a new supply chain that doesn't contain glyphosate, and we can be the change we want to see in the world and make food healthy for people again. That was the end of the Thrive Market blog um, news updates. You like All those will be linked up at organicbrando.com. Under the navigation bar, you click on news and on the health news, scroll down to the Thrive Market blog, Thrive Market notebook, and it will have all these articles listed. Like I said, Thrive Market's a great company. Check them out. See if it has something right for you. If you want to try it and get 35% off your first order, there's a link under the promotions section on the shop page at organicbrando.com. Try it out. See if it's right for you. These next few articles come from Lucky Vitamins blog, luckyvitamin.com. And the links to the articles, of course, are all up at organicbrando.com under the health news. What is the gut-brain connection? I don't know if many of you know, but there's been long discussed this connection with our gut health and what's going on in our gut and how it can make you feel and even affect your brain. You know the feeling you get when you're about to head into an intense situation? Maybe you hate your job or dread walking into the office each day. Perhaps you're about to have a long overdue conversation with your significant other about the future of your relationship. Whatever the scenario might be, it stands to reason that you can gauge how nervous or anxious you are by how your stomach is acting. Whether your stomach is in knots or you have a sensation of butterflies fluttering around, there seems to be a connection between what you're feeling and what your digestive system is doing to respond. 
The entire human body works together in synchronicity to keep everything running. Still, some find it curious that one seemingly unrelated part of the body causes a response in another part of the body. The gut-brain axis is a term used to describe the connection between the mind and the digestive system. If you're wondering what exactly your stomach has to do with your emotions, now is time to explore the gut-brain connection and learn what you can do to improve your health. The Basics of the gut-brain connection. The first thing you need to understand is that the gut-brain axis is bi-directional, with both the gut and the brain impacting one another in an equal way. This is important to know because it means the health of your stomach can impact your mood and vice versa. Neurotransmitters are chemical messengers. Fired across the synapses between neurons, these messengers are responsible for a wide array of functions. Each neurotransmitter is responsible for a different function. Serotonin, known as the happy chemical, elevates mood and creates a sense of well-being. Dopamine creates feelings of pleasure and so on. While the brain produces neurotransmitters, it might be interesting to learn that the digestive system also is responsible for producing certain messengers. One important neurotransmitter produced by microbes in the gut is gamma-aminobutyrate, also acid, also referred to as GABA. This transmitter produces and regulates the feelings of fear. This is a big part of why a situation that makes you nervous makes itself known in your stomach and the surrounding areas. Very interesting to know, you know, you get a bad feeling in your gut. So fear and the GABA uh, amino acid there is related to the fear sensation and the bad feeling in your gut because it's the fear chemical there. Enter the eccentric nervous system. The digestive system is home to what many experts refer to as the second brain, also known as ENS or eccentric nervous system. Evolutionary, the second, the second evolutionarily, the second brain is thought to exist to make digestive more efficient. The less central nervous system focuses on digestive matters and upsets. The more it focuses on other important functions. The less that the central nervous system focuses on digestive matters, the more it will focus on important functions. Unfortunately, there is still some shortcomings with how our bodies process stress and fear. The body is not able to discern between mental stress and physical, which means your body produces the same response when you're thinking about a stressful job as it would if you were actually being hunted by a pack of wolves. You might realize the two scenarios are not the same, but the gut-brain access reading both situations is dangerous, so it, it feels like those are the same scenarios because it can't dis distinguish the difference between the two. Inflammation concerns. More often than not, the symptoms of stress being begin to fade after the situation that caused the fear has been diffused. Still, there are times that when fight or flight, neurotransmitters keep getting produced even after the threat has been resolved. This, in turn, can lead to chronic inflammation. Inflammation is actually a healthy response in the body. When a part of the body becomes inflamed, it is the body's way of protecting itself, removing harmful stimuli and triggering, triggering the process of healing. In small doses, inflammation is an integral part of good health. When it becomes chronic, however, it opens the door for more complicated health issues. Inflammation is often linked to the health of the gut. The good gut bacteria found in the gut helps to regulate healthy responses but can falter when microflora 
is in a short supply. Beyond increased inflammatory responses, diminished levels of healthy gut bacteria may also lead to depression. This connection is most prevalent in cases where doctors prescribe antidepressants to patients suffering from stomach conditions like IBS. How to improve gut and brain functions. So you might be wondering how you can promote a healthy gut-brain connection. Here are a handful of things that you can try. Limit your stress. This is going to sound impossible, but the most important thing you can do to improve your health of your mind and gut is to limit the stressors in your environment. If you hate your job and go into work each day dreading the unwarranted stress you'll encounter, then you're going then you're going to be in constant state of discomfort and worry. The same is true of a bad relationship or any interaction that causes you anguish. You won't be able to control every stressor around you, but you can change factors that prove to be toxic to your mental and physical health. You can also incorporate supplements to your diet or foods that have probiotics. Foods that contain natural probiotics like yogurt, or kombucha may be the easiest way to improve the function uh, the functions of the gut brain axis probiotics enrich and strengthen the helpful bacteria in your gut which can improve digestion inflammatory response cardiovascular health and more while some foods contain healthy doses of probiotics you can also find a huge assortment of probiotic supplements to help you along the way to get balanced microflora I am a big believer in probiotics. I think you should eat foods that are rich in them, like yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, just any kind of fermented food usually is rich in probiotics. Kombucha is great, like they mentioned. Um, just, I think it's very important. Uh, the organic muscle greens has probiotics in it, and it's a great way to incorporate some of those in your diet, as well as the organic muscle meal replacement powder which is a complete protein based powder that has other superfoods and herbs and greens in it and probiotics so there's a couple easy ways to incorporate probiotics to your diet there I like to use that meal replacement as my breakfast so I'm getting probiotics first thing right away in the day another option is to cut out the junk you are what you eat this is a true statement you might not transform into a donut after eating an entire box yourself but what you put into your body becomes part of your body and its functions. Processed foods don't offer much when it comes to encouraging the growth of healthy gut bacteria. Learn what foods are best for your specific health goals by speaking with your health care provider or a licensed nutritionist. Load up on brain foods. Your entire body benefits when you consume the right foods. Fats, for example, are crucial in, to the success of the brain. People may have mixed responses when it comes to consuming fats, but eating the right fatty foods like avocados can do wonders for health of the health of your brain. Additional foods that are said to support cognitive functions are salmon, coffee, dark chocolate, blueberries, turmeric, eggs, and walnuts. So those are good brain-boosting foods that you can incorporate into your diet. Make sure you're getting the probiotics. Avoid things like uh, ibuprofen is something that will attack your good healthy gut bacteria and really wreak havoc on it um, different antibi antibiotics prescribed by doctors for various things those are really hardcore and that damages your gut bacteria so there's a few things you want to try to avoid and definitely you want to incorporate some sort of probiotic 
good healthy bacteria into your diet get that in your gut for all those reasons and more really and very beneficial for you next up still from lucky vitamin family health and fitness instead of letting children play at home while you go to the gym consider implementing a family fitness routine that's fun and healthy for everyone the benefits of family fitness and nutrition program can yield an immediate and long-term benefits and with obvious health benefits getting moving with your entire family also promotes strong bonding healthy competition and many other positive psychological effects and lessons too the goal is to build a foundation that will last our kids and for our kids a lifetime we are using their formative years to build healthy habits that will help them maintain a happy and healthy lifestyle that they can take with them throughout the rest of their lives along the way we want to we want to take the time to build memories that will last a lifetime as well. So you want to you wanna teach them how to be healthy. You want to teach them that exercise is important, but you also want to have fun in that process so they have those memories of you teaching them those things in that fun way, and it'll stick with them for their entire lifetime. Be a role model. Learning to be a physically active is like another any other behavior children learn by observing and parents are children's first and often best role models nutritional and physical habits can be instilled during the formant foundational years of child's development and set the stage for good habits as the rest of their lives the same article suggests that organized activities are a great way for children to build teamwork and skill sets Children who participate in family activities are more likely to develop lifelong interest in fitness and physical activities and healthy habits. Those habits can develop cognitive and social skills that they can use later. Set goals. By using fun family activities, parents can take the opportunity to teach skills like goal setting and teamwork. Your first goal should be to introduce an, the appropriate amount of exercise each day. Health.gov suggests that children up to the age of 17 should get upwards of six, 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity each day. Adults should get up to 30 to 45 minutes of activity. Remember that any activity is better than inactivity. So just doing anything in general is better than just sitting around and doing nothing. Like get outside, do a little bit of a walk, um, go for a bike ride, hike in the woods, you know. And then anything from doing push-ups to jogging to going to the gym. and Like any little bit will help. Just get up, walk around your house, do a couple laps around your living room every hour or so just to help get that physical activity in. Along the way, establish the model of healthy eating behaviors with your family. In addition to physical activity, nutrition is the other critical component of family health and wellness. Develop good nutritional habits. It is easier than you think to instill good e eating habits. Groups like American Heart Association can help guide you in steps along your journey with some daily tips to help your family eat better. It provides a grocery list so you know what foods to choose. At WebMD, you can find a list of different groceries that you need to take to help keep your family nutritious. Involve your children. Let them choose healthy items from the grocery store list that they like. 
let them help in the kitchen. If you have access to local produce, introduce your family to your local farmers. In addition to being a fun family outing, it teaches your children how food is made and where it comes from. I think that's probably the most important thing they've touched on so far. Like you should have a healthy, nutritious diet, but if you can go to local farms, bring your kids there, show them the process of where their food comes. They need to realize it doesn't come from a grocery store. It comes from a farmer first, right? Like most people just think of food just from a shelf at the supermarket and I think that's the there's a big disconnection disassociation between where our food comes from really so like I think that's why like so many people just eat meat they don't even think about killing an animal for it and that it's taken its life and that it's the flesh of another living creature or whatever they they're so disassociated with that fact because they're just used to going to their local supermarket and buying a chunk of processed uh, meat that's been packaged up and everything it doesn't look anything like what the animal was but and then they just relate it to food and it's not that it was a living creature anyway moving on with that walking biking hiking go for a walk take bike rides pack everyone up to go hiking Fitness routines can take many forms, from ordinary to silly, scavenger hunts to dance parties, driveway mazes to pillow fights. Be active with your family and have fun. It doesn't just have to be about the health and fitness. You can make fun an important factor in it as well. Obstacle courses and sports. Set up an obstacle course in your backyard. Get a volleyball or tennis ball or play baseball. There are so many sports and activities that can be played with just a few people or a large group. It will help everyone unwind, have fun together, and create some excellent conversations during those healthy dinners. In addition to making the whole experience more enjoyable, sports psychologist Jocelyn Perenna says that families who are able to approach challenges together with an optimistic outlook can develop strong conflict resolution skills and become more resilient. Besides physical, mental, and cognitive benefits, that this type of activity can provide lifelong memories are created so you're just having more fun with your family you're creating these memories that your kids and grandkids will look back on maybe after you're long gone you know it's just these things that they'll always appreciate you did with them and for them and the goals that you helped them set with young in life and kept them on track with it Yoga and stretching. These activities can be done at home, any time of day, inside, outside, anywhere. So it makes it easy to implement and maintain. When you're younger, when your younger kids are a bit too wound up, challenging them to do some yoga poses or touch their toes can help calm them down. Plus, children enjoy witnessing their abilities and getting better at things. So they'll see that their flexibility is increasing. You challenge them to try to get maybe a little deeper into their stretch or whatever. You can make a game out of it of sorts camping crystal mining and outings be sure to engage in a lot of unexpected fun that keeps everyone active camping is a perfect weekend long activity with plenty of walking swimming lifting and more you might also want to look into mining for crystals near your area there are certain places where you can discover these natural wonders safely for example ace uh, ace of diamonds mine and campground in new york uses their bulldozer to break away small rocks with families and they can bust open to find quartz crystals uh, family health statistics uh, num the numbers are alarming less than one in four adults meets the suggested levels of physical activity regularly less than one in five 
high school age students meet their suggested levels of activity on a regular basis. This leads to more than $117 billion in additional health care costs each year. I am glad to see them relate your health and fitness to the health care costs. Everybody just talks about these health care costs. We should have free health care. We shouldn't have free health care. You should have it through work, all this. But let's talk about what's causing this insane demand for health care. And it's people's health and the lack of it. And the lack of caring about the nutrition and their diet and things that it's led them down this path to where they really rely on this health care system of it's sick care, really. It's not health care. Health care would be to exercise and eat a healthy diet and take care of your body. The sick care system is just there to mask a illness or mask a problem until until the end until you just keep doing it here keep taking this pill and keep coming back give me a call next time you know that kind of thing obesity is a real problem facing americans while many of us think of the increased levels of obesity in adults there are some even more concerning numbers regarding childhood obesity more than 13.7 million children are obese affecting 18.5 percent of american children that seems like large numbers I, I hate hearing that and hate seeing it, and I really blame the parents for it. And maybe you listeners out there will hate me, but you should not let your child get to be obese. And if they are, it's pretty much your fault. I'm sorry. Children 2 to 5 years average 13.9% obese. Children 6 to 11 years average 20.6% obese. Among children 12 to 19 years old, obesity is 206 on average, but can also be as high as 25.8%. That seems like these numbers should be way lower than this. So they just end the article by saying, get started. There's good news. It's never too late to start a family health and fitness program. So what better time than now? If you've been considering it, but you never really hopped on it right now, you can't go to the gyms, can't do a lot of things to stay physically fit and active. So it's a Add these activities with your family. Plan these obstacle courses. Go camp and do these suggestions that they have. It's a lot of good ones and it's going to help you maintain your health and fitness and set new goals and teach your children what they need to focus on in life and how to have a healthy and happy life at an older age. Moving right along, still from HealthyVitamin.com and their blog, new study explains how vitamin D levels and COVID-19 relate. Many studies have shown a correlation between low levels of vitamin D and COVID-19. A study in Korea demonstrated doctors found 76% of COVID-19 patients were deficient in vitamin D, and a severe vitamin D deficiency was found in 24% of COVID patients and 7% of a control group. Another study in the USA this May 2020 showed that patients who had blood levels below 20 milliliters or did not take supplements were 77 percent more likely to test positive for COVID-19. Science in Israel found people with vitamin D levels below 30 milliliters were 45 percent more likely to test positive and 95 percent more likely to be hospitalized. That's an a crazy statistic there. 95% more likely to be hospitalized. So that's the severe cases. We always keep hearing, oh, there's this many cases. Oh, you're more likely to get it. But 
having it or having a case of it doesn't necessarily it's not that scary because a lot of people are asymptomatic they have no symptoms they didn't even know they had it but the tests are more available so they get tested they find out they have it later on they're over it and you wouldn't even have known if you wouldn't have had the test but the hospitalizations here 95 percent are more likely to be hospitalized that is a scary statistic right there and in an impressive study in Indonesia, in Indonesia, research found that 780 COVID-19 patients found almost 99% of the patients who died had vitamin D levels lower than 20 milliliters. Significant, significantly, of the patients with vitamin D levels higher than 30 milliliters, only 4% died. So it seems like you need to have the higher levels of vitamin D and the likelihood of dying from COVID will diminish greatly. DSHEA supplement regulations. However, Dietary Supplemental Supplements Health and Education Act, DSHEA, which regulates dietary supplements and determines that supplement labels cannot claim to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Therefore, claims cannot be made that vitamin D will definitely work on COVID-19. However, a recent New study explains that vitamin D and COVID connection explains the connection between the two. The body system responsible for managing blood pressure and fluid balance is called the renin-agitinin system. I said that completely wrong and butchered it. RAS. In another COVID-related study, researchers discovered the vitamin D may play a role in regulating infl inflammatory response related to RAS. The connection between vitamin D and RAS is where new groundbreaking study was able to point the reason why vitamin D may be beneficial for reducing your risk of getting COVID-19. When vitamin D levels are deficient, RAS cannot be or can be disrupted. In addition, when functioning properly, RAS can regulate what is known as Brandekin storm. Bradykin Storm. Hospitalized COVID-19 patients have experienced elevated levels of Bradykin, a, mo a molecule related to low or high blood pressure. COVID-19 patients have low blood pressure and therefore have high levels of Bradykin, which leads to what is called a Bradykin Storm. This results in inflammation and fluid leaking from the lungs. This is why there is such a need for respirators in the hospitals for COVID-19 patients. Vitamin D helps stop Bradykin storms. So, I mean, they really could be uh, give them vitamin D immediately. As soon as you know these people have COVID-19, I would be given like high doses twice a day vitamin D just to help them. And it can help with these lung issues, with the fluid leaking in the lungs. Why This is why we need so many respirators and uh, ventilators and things is to, to help these people breathe with the leaking fluid in the lungs, but the vitamin D can help stop this Brandykin storm. Vitamin D and immunity. Another reason vitamin D intake is uh, crucial for general good health is immunity. With proper vitamin D intake, the function of immune system is optimized. Conversely, low vitamin D levels can negatively impact your body's ability to fight against pathogens, bacteria, and viruses such as COVID-19. Our in-house ND, Dr. Jeremy Wolf, adds a healthcare provider can test your vitamin D levels and it's always recommended to do so before starting a supplement. Start a daily vitamin D routine. In conclusion, while science is showing 
a relevant connection between vitamin D and COVID-19. It's not only part of a larger story. The research will continue and hopefully more concrete evidence will be discovered. In the meantime, why not take the measures to ensure you're, you've got proper levels of vitamin D in your system? At the very least, your immune system will have a chance to perform better. We all need this year round, but with cold and flu season around the corner, it's an excellent time to start taking your vitamin D. So if you haven't been, everyone should really supplement with vitamin D, especially most people in the United States. It's like some 50% or more uh, people in the U.S. were vitamin D deficient. Actually, I think it was 50% of the world, and it was like 70, 75% of the U.S. is deficient in vitamin D. And you think about regions, like I live in Michigan, and we don't get a whole lot of sunlight in the fall and winter months, so especially in those times, depending on the region you live in, you're going to need to supplement with vitamin D. But right now, anyone and everyone should be doing so because of this pandemic and whether you're super concerned with it or not, worst case scenario, it just could help your uh, body's immunity and overall function of your body to be taking the vitamin D. So you really have nothing to lose with it and you have the potential for a lot of things to gain. Um, okay, we are done with all of that health and fitness updates from just various news sources and publications. The Thrive Market blog and the Lucky Vitamin blog. I got you guys all caught up with all that. I have a couple more articles I want to throw in there and we'll get into today's topic. But there's just been so much great health and fitness news uh, available recently. And a lot of these articles are super interesting. At least I found them to be. So hopefully you appreciate me sharing this with you. A few more to go. We'll get into the topic. Here we go. Health and fitness, exercise and cancer. This comes from the Post and Carrier. Exercise has broad and significant health benefits, making it among the most important healthy behaviors you can adopt. These benefits include improved muscular strength, endurance, stronger bones, better cardiovascular system function. Exercise is also essential for maintaining a healthier body weight and body composition and improving metabolic, uh, metabolic health through blood glucose and lipid regulation. But exercise causes changes at a cellular and hormonal levels that even have broader effects. Among these is a reduction in inflammation, which has long been linked to a lower risk of heart attack. Accumulating research suggests that reduced inflammation and improved immune system functions may be a more important way in which exercises reduce the risk of cancer. While we typically associate the immune system with communicable diseases such as by virus or immune system plays an important role in our body's defense against cancer, conditions like obesity, poor nutrition, and sedentary lifestyle can promote chronic inflammation. Among other negative effects, inflammation can interfere with normal functions of the immune system. This impairs your cell's natural cancer-fighting capability, making it more likely that cancer will develop and spread. Exercise can reverse this immune system damage caused by chronic inflammation, reducing, reducing the risk of cancer development and progression, as well as making it less likely that you will become sick from a cold or flu. The idea that exercise can reduce risk of cancer isn't new. I have written previously about the fact that regular physical activity can lower breast cancer risk by as much as 30%, improve survival, and reduce the risk of reoccurrence. Research confirms that high levels of physical activity 
physical activity can significantly lower the risk of breast cancer along with many other common types of cancer including colon, colon bladder, lung, kidney, and endocrine cancers. In addition to helping reduce risk of cancer development and recurrence, regular exercise can help handle cancer treatment better. To be sure, cancer treatment can lead to extreme physical consequences including losses in weight, muscle mass, strength, and endurance. At least some of this is due to more time resting and less time being active, the effects of which occur within days and get worse over time. You may have noticed this is a weakness and fatigue after spending a few days in bed if you were sick. Muscle strength declines at a rate of 1% per day of bed rest and can be 50% lower following as little as 3 weeks. That reduction in strength could limit a person to who is already deconditioned at a point where he or she would have difficulty completing the most basic activities of daily living. Bed rest can also reduce bone density exposing patients to greater risk of fractures. The fitter you are when you, be, when you begin treatment, the fitter you will be at the end because you have saved more strength and endurance in your fitness bank. You simply have more and you can lose more before you get to the point at which you can't complete your normal activities. In fact, maintaining physical activity is a key component of cancer treatment. The post-cancer exercise programs are beginning are becoming more common as a way to help people recover from cancer treatment and rebuild strength, endurance, and feelings of well-being. The best approach to be active now to reduce your risk of cancer and other chronic diseases and building strong muscles and bones to help successfully handle any cancer treatment or periods of other illness you may encounter in life. So the best approach is to be active right now and you reduce your risk of all those things and if you end up still getting that you're going to be better off than you were if you if you're more physically fit and you end up with something like cancer you're going to have a much better time fighting it off and stay healthier longer than someone who was already in poor health and poor physical fitness if they would get the same cancer as you they'd have a much harder time fighting it off and staying healthy trying to maintain your body and beat that cancer Next up, Women Fitness Magazine, Benefits of Drinking Pre-Workout Supplements. Benefits of Drinking Pre-Workout Supplements. Whether you do it from home or at a gym, the physical workout is the best way to stay healthy. As your body builds stamina and becomes strong, you begin to enjoy health benefits, including a lower risk of developing lifestyle diseases and increased fitness. But this doesn't come without a price. During workouts, the energy supplies in the body will drop pretty fast. The need to replenish this energy to support workout goals has made pre-workout supplements a common practice among fitness enthusiasts. Taken about an hour before the start of a workout session, pre-workout supplements are aimed to giving muscles and the energy supply they need to endure different workout activities. Once in the body, the workout supplements are designed to put the work easily. Most supplements contain simple carbohydrates and proteins. The best pre-workout supplements also contain other ingredients including beta-alanine, caffeine, both of which ignite your workout sessions. There are various benefits of drinking pre-workout supplements. Below we explore six of them. Keeps your body hydrated. Workouts are intense body fitness activities that cause your body to lose water through sweating. 
to keep you going, you'll need to replace lost fluid by drinking liquids. Most pre-workout supplement ingredients are dissolved in water and solid in liquid form. The supplements should take should be taken at least a half hour to an hour before a workout session. This allows the supplements ingredients to get into the bloodstream providing you with the benefits that the pre-workout supplement brings. Since pre-workout ingredients are dissolved and taken in water, they play an important role in keeping your body hydrated throughout the workout session. It boosts energy levels. To engage in workout sessions, the body needs energy. Drinking pre-workout supplements provides the body with energy it needs to keep going. For instance, caffeine, the caffeine present in supplements stimulates the body, causing you to feel highly energized, ready for a workout. Combined with arginine, caffeine will produce powerful results that push your energy to new, level, new levels. However, to get the desired results while maintaining your safety, you must combine ingredients in the right quantities. In addition to increasing energy levels, pre-workout supplements are also known to build muscle endurance. While the body has a way of building muscle strength through consistent engagement in workouts, its ability to endure prolonged periods of exercise increases when you drink pre-workout supplements. Nutrients such as vitamin B and amino acids are present in workout supplements and allow you to build muscles consequently increasing your body's strength and endurance. Improves muscle performance. When it comes to boosting muscle performance, protein is the most important nutrient your body needs. Your muscles cannot grow or remain in good shape if your body doesn't significantly receive high amounts of protein. This is because after consuming this nutrient, your body will require more protein to support the synthesis process. Ideally, protein synthesis should be either should either be equal to or above the rate of protein breakdown for muscles to grow. Pre-workout supplements contain creatine monohydrate and are highly effective in boosting muscle performance. Creatine is known to saturate muscle spores, stores, which makes it good for increasing physical performance during short but highly intensive workout sessions. Enhances recovery of injured muscles. Every fitness enthusiast deals with injuries at one time or another, but what causes workout-related injuries? The body has many ways of responding to great workouts. For instance, a sore is one, of the, a one, of no, one way of knowing that you've had a great workout session. However, it's important that you allow it to heal well before you embark on exercises. While injuries may result from many causes, one of the less known injuries is failing to allow an injury to fully recover after a workout session. Rushing back to the gym without allowing the sore to heal will only slow you down, which means you won't be effective in your exercises. Even worse, you risk sustaining or tearing your muscles during training. One way of fast-tracking your recovery is by drinking pre-workout supplements. Though you'll need to take the supplement an hour or so before engaging in physical exercise, the ingredients available in the supplements can help your muscles recover after workout sessions. Supplements that contain creatine monohydrate and caffeine are known to catalyze muscles, uh, sore muscle healing. This means that you can continue your workout sessions with endurance you had before the injury occurred. These ingredients also increase insulin and glucose levels in the body, which also helps you feel better. Enhances metabolism and weight loss. 
In, an indirect effect of taking pre-workout supplements is improved metabolism, which results in weight loss. One of the key ingredients in organic pre-workout supplements is caffeine, and it's known to aid in weight loss. Once ingested, caffeine boosts metabolism, increasing fat oxidiz oxidization, body thermogenesis, and delays hunger. For those who want to reduce weight, drinking pre-workout supplements that contain caffeine enables them to stay fit as they build lean muscle mass. Improves focus during workouts. To optimize your performance, you need to stay focused in the gym. That's why concentration is an important aspect of an effective workout. Taking a pre-workout supplement keeps your mind focused on physical exercises you engage in throughout the workout session. The caffeine present in the supplements also prevent, uh, prevents mental strain that most people experience after workout sessions. So like the, the, uh, the dump that you feel physically and mentally after a workout, the... It's all the hormones, all the energy, everything you're experiencing. And then at the end, the adrenaline dump. That's the word I was looking for. Your adrenaline dump is what you can offset by taking this pre-workout before your workouts. The conclusion. Drinking pre-workout supplements before hitting the gym is common among fitness enthusiasts. For them, it's a great way to boost energy levels, improve performance, and increase concentration throughout the workout session. There are numerous workout supplements in the market. When making a purchase, you can spend less time by combining different supplement products in a single order as opposed to buying them differently or separately. Even so, it's important you moderate your intake of supplements that contain caffeine. Though it has been toted for its ability to increase energy levels during workouts, caffeine is known to cause dehydration by promoting fluid loss and sleeplessness. That's why it's recommended before you start taking pre-workout supplements, you talk to your doctor first. This will ensure that the benefits you derive from the supplement don't outweigh the risks. So you should always contact your doctor, uh, healthcare professional before you take any kind of supplement. But you also need to be careful about these supplements, specifically pre-workouts. A lot of them have harmful artificial flavors, colors, preservatives, stimulants. A lot of times there's even banned substances that we don't even know are in there. You can go to USADA's website. They do the anti-doping for the UFC and other athletic commissions. And they have a whole list of supplements you can find at GNC or Walmart or various places that you buy over the counter. And there are trace levels of banned substances in these products. So check your labels. Make sure it's not loaded with a lot of sugar, a lot of artificial ingredients. You don't want um, stimulants or anything like that that's going to give you jitters, uh, crazy heart palpitations, and like a wicked crash afterwards. You just That's a lot of things that people experiment when, uh, experience when they take pre-workouts. And that's why the owner of Organic Muscle, James Benefico, created the world's first organic pre-workout. He had bad experience with other brands out there I'm not going to name names but that are definitely have way too much caffeine 300 milligrams or more artificial colors flavors and stimulants in them and he had a bad experience where he blacked out woke up on his porch and just realized that this kind of stuff could kill you so we need to have an organic clean option on the market and that's when organic muscles pre-workout was born and since then, they've expanded their line of health and fitness supplements to include pre-workouts, various superfoods like greens, golds, reds, uh, 
electrolyte replenisher supplements and our new ultra brain boost product which is a natural nootropic type supplement anyway the pre-workout was designed to be super clean and unlike a lot of the dangerous ones so go to organicmuscle.com if you're interested in a pre-workout check out our pre-workouts there if it seems like something you want to try which i i recommend it personally i think it's the cleanest most best pre-workout supplement that there is you can use discount code brando at checkout to save 15 percent on any of the three flavors of pre-workout there moving along we're gonna wrap things actually that wrapped it up that wrapped it all up i'm gonna get into the topic of the day which is from an old blog article of mine i'm going back over the old blog articles because several of them i think are important to cover on the podcast i want to give this uh different media outlet instead of just being in text form it's going to be an audio form available on the podcast throughout the various streaming platforms and i think it's something i need to do that'll be beneficial to all the listeners so this is actually an article i wrote in 2018 so some of the context of it i'll have to alter a little bit as i read along or i'll take a little break and explain the changes that have happened since 2018 when the article was written but it's about meatless mania while non-meeting eating diets seem to be on the rise, a 500% rise in the vegan diet since 2014 to be exact, more and more companies are coming out with plant-based meat-like products. This is something that could be a heaven sent, be heaven sent for those plant-based dieters. They're getting bored with the same old meals while remembering what it was like to eat Chinese takeout, burgers, brats, or even a spaghetti dinner. In this post, I will take you through a few of my favorite plant-based takes on takeout classics while breaking down the nutritional info along the way. So, what I didn't mention in the beginning there that I think is a key factor now with these uh, artificial plant-based meats or fox meat or whatever you want to call it, the fake meats like Beyond Meat products is people who are debating on converting over to a plant-based diet, a more plant-based style type diet they have a lot of times in the switching process because they're used to eating things like burgers like spaghetti they like their chicken they like all these things and to just completely cut out all of those foods is almost too hard but when you have the beyond burger which is pretty much just like a beef burger i mean i've been vegetarian for over two years now so i haven't had an actual meat burger can't tell you the exact differences but those I know who do eat meat that eat that too, they say it is a great alternative to it and they could eat that instead, especially like the Impossible Burger or Impossible Whopper at Burger King. They were giving out Impossible Whoppers to people who were just ordering regular ones and a lot of them had no idea even. It was a little goofy thing that they were kind of doing for a little bit. But um, a lot of these are so incredibly like meat that it's a good transitionary food, I believe. I want to start out with the fact that I started this meatless non-dairy lifestyle back in March of this year. So that was March of 2018. Now we're in 2020. It's a little over two years later and I've still continued on this path. It says, I procrastinated with it and pushed off the idea because I thought you needed to eat meat to build muscle and to gain strength. After three months in, I would say that's not the case. After over two in the, two years more... I really say that's not the case because I'm definitely stronger now. I've been doing better in my competitions. I've moved up a weight class and just feeling better than ever. Got more energy. My endurance is off the charts. Like physical strength has went up, but overall 
length and time I can work out and endurance of my muscles is the thing that I've noticed the most when it came to going to a plant-based diet. I think that's the biggest benefit from it. Well, I still eat well, I still do eat eggs daily on a rare occasion fish. I don't eat fish anymore. I haven't for probably 2 years. I haven't had any of the typical animal meat products like beef, chicken, turkey, or pork in 3 months. The results, I've been getting stronger in the gym. Get, gaining lean muscle mass eliminated what little bloat I had and have more energy and easier digestion just to name a few and that, those are some of the biggest things you don't feel bloated all the time uh, your digestion is a lot easier the energy levels are a big key factor and back then in 2018 I was still experimenting with a ketogenic diet so I still have been sticking to my ketogenic diet just doing it plant-based now that was a little adjustment that I had to get used to. I eat a lots of fatty nuts, seeds, coconut oil, avocado oils. There's a lot of fatty foods that you can try to supplement in your diet to still try to stay keto. I must say plant-based keto rocks. So does the energy boost along with the lean muscle gains and veins popping out of my body. I was really noticing a vascularity increase and you know decreased uh, body fat. So you really notice the veins in your muscles and things more. So I cut out all the animal meats, but I do make sure I supplement properly to get all the nutrients I need daily. I use BCAAs, organic muscles, plant-based protein powder, their meal replacement powder, um, a non-GMO creatine, and I take chlorella, which is uh, blue-green algae. One teaspoon of this green algae provides 210% of your B12 and 27% of your iron along with many other nutrients. B12 and iron are particularly important for non-meat eaters though so this is a go-to for vegetarians and vegans alike. For more info on how to supplement properly and what you should take check out the blog on supplementation as well as the one on the vegan diet and I have links to the blog I wrote about supplementation and the one about the vegan diet which maybe become will maybe become episodes of this podcast later that covers the nutrients that you may lack without meat now i can get into the good stuff the food my favorite plant-based meat company is the beyond meat this company has reinvented what it means to be a non-meat eater beyond Meat e ceo ethan brown thinks future the future is meatless i can't blame him with the awesome plant-based meat products that his company makes like the beyond burger that bleeds and tastes like a real burger or the beyond sausage sausage is so close to a brat you won't be able to tell the difference the brats are incredible i love that they call them beyond sausages but it's def definitely like a bratwurst sausage type of thing and those are my favorite i think grilling those over or putting it on a poker and cooking it over a fire out when you're camping is just oh it's the best thing to have the Beyond Burgers are great too. And like I mentioned, I still supplemented to get, there are certain things, you know, like your iron and your B12 that you're going to be lacking when you do a plant-based diet uh, and cut out the meat. So supplement with that stuff. It's not in the Beyond Burger, but if you drink one shake that had those things, you're good with that. And then you can go ahead and get still get protein, which these plant-based meats are usually a good source of protein from like soy or pea or various uh, plant-based protein sources so you can rely on it for a protein but maybe not your other nutrients I have a meal plan for every day of the week Monday's dinner is a Beyond Burgers or the Beyond Sausage the Beyond Burger packs a whopping 20 grams of protein from peas 20 grams of fat from coconut and canola oils 
30% of your iron and 25% of your phosphorus with only two net carbs. Not only do these burgers taste great, but they are packed with great nutrients that you need when you don't eat meat. And it's, uh, they're still fairly low carbs. You can still do a keto diet eating those. I mean, I really, you don't want to go much over 10 grams of carbs for your whole day. But if one of your meals with your plant-based meat has two net carbs, that's fine. You're going to be great. The Beyond Sausage isn't a slouch either. It has 16 grams of protein from peas, rice, and fava beans, 12 grams of fat from coconut and sunflower oils, 230 milligrams of potassium, and 22% of your daily iron intake. With plant-based products this good, there's no reason to even go to eating meat. You don't want it. When, when it can taste this good, it can have this good of ingredients in it for you and the nutrients that you need. The next company that also makes some great tasting plant-based meat substitutes that I really enjoy like mandarin orange chicken, crispy chicken teriyaki, chicken strips, sweet and sour porkless bites, and meatless meatballs is Gardein. They make great meatless products. Um, you get, like I said, these are going to be more processed than the Beyond Meat. It's going to have a little bit more processed ingredients, a little bit more of the it's not as healthy. I would try to say Beyond Meat is probably the healthiest of the meat alternatives just because of the minimal amount of ingredients that they have in there and that it is certified non-GMO. And just for various reasons like that, I, I personally believe that that's the healthiest product out there. Whereas Gardein makes some, maybe they're not as healthy, but it's still a good option for people because... Uh, a lot of times when you eat chicken nuggets or something like that, that that's not a healthy food anyway. So the plant-based one, is it super healthy? Maybe not. But is it equal to the chicken nuggets you're going to get from McDonald's or the Tyson ones you get in the bag in the frozen section? Yeah, neither one of those foods are going to be healthy for you. I'm sorry to break it to you, but that's not a healthy food. But is it? Is this a good plant-based option for those foods? Absolutely. While these products are not the most nutrient-dense, being combined with supplementation can lead to a healthy, well-balanced diet without just eating peas and beans for your protein. I have to make sure that I'm getting my plant-based fats for ketosis elsewhere on these days I eat these foods. That's why my food logging apps like Wholesome are so handy to have. And that's another important thing. If you're doing a plant-based diet, vegetarian-type diet, really anyone who's on any diet should monitor the amount of nutrients they get in a day. The wholesome app available in the Apple App Store is an excellent way to monitor all your different nutrients, micro, macro, all kinds of, you know, everything you can think of, all your vitamins and um, amino acids and all kinds of stuff like that. It's a really great way to monitor those levels and make sure you're getting enough vitamins, minerals, everything you're supposed to get in a day. Great way to track your nutrients. Um, I've saved one of my favorite meals for last. The Saturday night is spaghetti dinner with the meatless meatballs. These meatless meatballs taste so good that they have me wondering if places that have been selling plant-based meatballs disguised it as meat the whole time. Three meatless meatballs have 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of fat, 300 milligrams of potassium, and 200 or 20% of your iron intake. You can't get any better than that. Paired with some gluten-free noodles and an organic sugar-free sauce, it's an excellent healthy meal to eat at dinner time right there it's one of my favorites i eat that quite often and the meatless mania has only just begun with more people looking out for their own health and wellness while being concerned with the treatment and conditions of animals 
how they're living. The non-meat-eating dieters are on the rise and rising faster all the time. It's not just a trend either. More professional athletes and fitness professionals are switching to a meat-free diet. But what about no meat, no muscle? Yeah, right. Look at these guys from Team Organic Muscle. We have plenty of plant-based dieters that are professional athletes, personal trainers, and different fitness enthusiasts that will take that whole no meat, no muscle myth and throw it away. I should be one of those people included because I compete in professional arm wrestling, done pretty well with it. Uh, I've won titles and things while I've been a non-meat eater, and I think I've gained more muscle and muscle strength in that time period. So no meat, no muscle, not true. And that is it, guys. So please uh, check out my website, organicbrando.com, at the top of the navigation the navigation bar right there at the top there's the link to the podcast page there's the link to the health and fitness news i read in the beginning you have uh, the link to my blog which i read this article from the blog and all those things that's where i keep all the details you can shop all the deals from uh, my sponsors that i talk about the latest promotions they have going on different discounts on health and fitness type foods and things so please go to organicbrando.com check out the shop page maybe buy something to help support the podcast or uh, at least click the shop amazon button that tells amazon that i sent you and i make a small commission on qualifying orders so if you just click that link there the shop amazon and go to amazon.com like you normally would do your regular ordering it just tells them i sent there and i earn a small amount on qualifying purchases if you really want to help me out you'll right click on that link and bookmark it anytime you go to amazon.com click on that bookmark link that you add into the toolbar of your browser or on your iphone you can save a bookmark right to the uh, home screen so it's just like a little app you click on and boom that's uh brando's uh, amazon takes you right there shop amazon like normal and it just lets them know i sent you to help support the podcast and keep this running so i appreciate you guys thanks for listening and until the next time stay happy stay healthy and stay active <laughs>